cool. All right, Alex is not sure how he wants to play this. Oh, I would really love it to be me. Beam me up, beam me up. I need thumbs up on standby. Oh yeah, thumbs up is going in. Wait, Alex is changing his mind. He's moving. Okay, looks like it's gonna be meh. I'm so nervous, I could almost shrug. We are go for meh! Initiating scan! Okay, you can do this. Ah! I can't what do this? this! I can't do it! Ah! Stop the scan! I can't! It's too late! I'm M. Moji, and welcome to Bubble Diorama episode 243, The Emoji Movie. This is the podcast that's all about history and legacy of movies you know and movies you don't. And I'm celebrating, question mark, the fifth birthday of Verbal Diorama. And is this a celebration? <laughs> Let's find out, shall we? Welcome to Verbal Diorama. Whether you are a brand new listener to this podcast, welcome back, regular returning listeners. Especially those who've been with this podcast for the whole five years of doing a podcast. Doing a podcast for five years is a crazy, crazy thought, by the way. But somehow, I've managed to achieve it. And it's thanks to the amazing listeners of this podcast, to you listening right now. You're the reason that I've managed to do five years. And I'm bringing you the emoji movie. So you're welcome, I guess. But thank you for being here. Thank you for choosing to listen to this podcast. I'm genuinely happy to have you here for the history and legacy of the Emoji Movie. This is the seventh episode of Animation Season 2024. And thank you so much to everyone who has listened to Animation Season. We started with Wally, then How to Train Your Dragon, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Nimona, The Black Cauldron. And the last episode was Thinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas. And for the fifth birthday of this podcast, I am celebrating flops. And that doesn't necessarily just mean commercial flops or box office flops. That also means critical flops as well. And that's where the emoji movie comes in because, I mean, spoiler alert, critics did not like this movie at all. And there's a lot of good reasons why. So it's important to start by saying that the emoji movie actually did decent business at the box office. But critics really saw it as a cynical cash grab. And it completely goes against this podcast mantra of animation isn't just for children because there's not much for 
adults to actually enjoy in this movie, unlike pretty much every other animated movie that exists. However, if we're talking animated flops, we have to talk about the history and legacy of the Emoji Movie. Insert poop emoji here. Here's the trailer for the Emoji Movie. Just sent me a text. Addie McAllister? What should I say? Just play it cool. Welcome to the world inside your phone, where everyone is expected to act one way their whole life. Aw, snap! Ow. My name is Gene, and I'm supposed to be a meh. You know, like, meh, who cares? But my problem is, I have more than one emotion. Check this out. Huh? Huh? Son, please tell me you weren't laughing just now. What if you get sent out on the phone making the wrong face? Dad, I'll make the right face. Then I would finally fit in. Sweetie, you're so handsome when you make that face. I think he's ready, Mel. Meh. That's our user, Alex. We have an incoming text. We are go for men. Who, me? What's he doing? He's making the wrong face. What the heck? Welcome to the Loser Lounge, where the emojis who never get used hang out. What's up, High Five? <laughs> I'm an emoji. I've got to have some sort of purpose here. I'm going to help you. We need to get off the phone and find the source code. Then I can fit in. Let's roll, my Felicia. <laughs> First, we have to get through this firewall. <laughs> What's Alex's girlfriend's name again? It was Tina. <laughs> Karen. Sarah. I want to say Lupita, but that doesn't feel right now. I'm saying it out loud. I think you're pretty cool just the way you are. Nobody leaves the phone! Delete them! My feelings are huge. Maybe I'm meant to have more than just one emotion. Where am I? Candy Crush. Divine. Sweet. I'm never eating another piece of candy ever again. High five, don't do it. Don't you do it. It's already been in there once. <sighs> okay, son, what do we do after we go potty? Should we wash our hands? <laughs> We're number two. Gene, a multi-expressional emoji, sets out on a journey to become a normal emoji. And that's the summary that you're going to get. I'm not going to go into any more detail on the emoji movie because it's a movie about emojis. And that's really all you need to know. Let's run through the cast of this movie. We have TJ Miller as Gene Meh. James Corden as High Five. Anna Faris as Jailbreak. Maya Rudolph as Smiler. Stephen Wright as Mel Meh. Jennifer Coolidge as Mary Meh. Sir Patrick Stewart as Poop, Christina Aguilera as Akiko Glitter, and Sofia Vergara as Flamenca. The Emoji Movie has a screenplay by Tony Leondis, Eric Siegel, and Mike White, a story by Tony Leondis and Eric Siegel, and was directed by Tony Leondis. Okay, so if you've come to this podcast expecting me to rattle on about how poop the Emoji Movie is, you have kind of come to the wrong place. And unfortunately for me, podcasting is an audio format and how I wish I could just rattle off some poop emojis right now and be done with it. Not that I'm saying it's not poop. It's very poop. 
There, verbal diorama has always existed to highlight how incredible it is that movies actually exist. And yes, even movies like the Emoji Movie. An incredibly talented team of people made this movie. And that is a fact. Because this movie came from Sony Animation in 2017. A year later, they gave us Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. And now they're the animation studio to watch. I myself saw the Emoji Movie in 2022. Call it morbid curiosity. And to be honest, I can really see what they were trying to do here. They failed, but they really tried. Making a movie about something in the zeitgeist isn't new. It really was a matter of time before someone made a movie about emojis. So emojis, where did they come from? The emoticon, the text-based system where a colon, a dash and a closed bracket made a smiley face, was a concept first implemented in 1982. Microsoft introduced the Wingdings font in 1990, and the first emoji keyboard was created in Japan in the 1990s by mobile phone company designer Shigetaka Kurita. After unofficial sets from DOS in the early 2000s, emoticons became smileys, and applications like MSN Messenger started using smileys and launched their own sets in late 2003. Emojis, as they currently are known, became standardized after a petition was made to the Unicode Technical Committee in 2007, with both Google and Apple introducing their own emojis in 2008. A Californian nonprofit, the Unicode Consortium, is currently responsible for the thousands of emojis that exist, and anyone can make a proposal to the consortium for a new emoji. If that proposal is accepted, it can take up to two years to create and release the new emoji. Remember that, two years to create and release new emoji. And this is a great segue into the Emoji Movie because in the summer of 2015, Warner Brothers, Paramount and Sony were in a three-way bidding war for the next big thing in cinematic greatness. The next Godfather, the next Lord of the Rings trilogy, the next Grease 2. Yeah, I said what I said. And all three studios wanted a piece of the pie of an animated movie set in the world of emojis. Sony would win the bid. With an astonishing $1 million deal, dollar sign face emoji goes here, to make a movie all about the world of emojis. This was the same week the studio released Pixels. Warner Brothers' The Lego Movie would be a clear inspiration for it, which had been a huge hit the year prior. Sony officially announced the Emoji Movie in the spring of 2016. Coincidentally, or maybe not so coincidentally, the planned Jendi Tartofsky Popeye movie, which had been on Sony's animation slate for five years at that point, was cancelled just as the Emoji movie started to be discussed. Popeye had an initial screening in the final months of 2014, which seemed to go well, but Sony would cancel the project soon after, citing wanting fresh ideas for animation. The fact the Sony hack was happening at the same time probably didn't help. Oh, and emojis are fresh ideas. This was a movie about technology that evolves at a pretty rapid pace. The phone you were using four years ago is pretty much old tech now. The usual four-year turnaround for an animated movie just wouldn't cut it. So when they announced the Emoji Movie, they had the vast majority of stuff in place, including a story outline, marketing, and a director. The timeline was a necessity to stop any other competing studio to make their own emoji-based film. And just going back to the highlighted point above, two years. This movie came out in two years, which is pretty incredible, actually. The director of the Emoji movie was Tony Leondis, and he was a huge fan of Toy Story. Who isn't? It's a masterpiece. And Leondis wanted his version of Toy Story. 
And he thought, what is the toy of the 21st century? And it's a smartphone. And what can all smartphones do regardless whether you're based in Germany, Singapore, Kenya or Argentina? You can use emojis. Emojis can be understood by any language or culture by multiple generations of users. Once grandma understands what the aubergine emoji means, she will use it regularly. Aubergines are eggplants, by the way. An idea for emojis to come into the real world was quickly abandoned. But what about a look into their world? Obviously, they'd live and work in a text app and they'd be able to move from app to app to explore different worlds. It was originally called Emoji Movie Express Yourself before the title was changed to simply The Emoji Movie. Again, possibly as a nod to the Lego movie. Growing up as a gay kid, Leondis could relate to the idea of feeling different, being excluded and finding identity in a world when you're expected to be one thing, but you feel something else. And this is one of the reasons I find this movie frustrating, because the inklings of the idea of identity and acceptance for being who you are is right there, but the movie doesn't do much with it. Leondis pitched it with Eric Siegel, who he co-wrote it with, and producer Michelle Ramo Kuyate, and started with a very simple narrative, which is about a character who thinks he's broken and wants to fix himself and wants to go on this journey of self-discovery and self-acceptance, visiting apps on the way. Pilly Sony believed in that story, and the story they pitched didn't change at all, and this was important with such a small window of making the movie. The production came together quite rapidly. Four months after signing the deal, Sony announced an August 2017 release date, confident that things were moving in the right direction. Leondis and his crew had just over 18 months from that point on to deliver the film's final cut. There was no room for error, now there was an official deadline. The role of Jean was written with TJ Miller in mind, although Miller was hesitant to play it. Leondis would convince him after Miller was briefed on the story. Ilana Glazer originally signed on to play Jailbreak, who is not Wildstyle, not at all, but was replaced with Anna Faris. Famously, being offered the role of Poop caused Jordan Peele to retire from acting. Now, he has since returned, thankfully, he was Bunny in Toy Story 4, as well as having a pretty terrific run as the director of Get Out, Us and Nope, as well as writing Black Klansman and writing and producing Candyman and Wendell and Wilde. The Emerging movie, thankfully, did not ruin Jordan Peele, and nor did it affect Sir Patrick Stewart, who would joke that it had been a lifelong preparation for him to play the character of Poop, and not at any point in the past has any performance of Patrick Stewart's been described as a pile of poop before, but now it's kind of true. Bear in mind as well, this is the same year that Logan came out, and any regular listener of this podcast knows how much affection and reverence I have for the movie Logan. As far as the emojis themselves were concerned, the movie limited it to only 250 characters as opposed to the thousands of emojis available, and these were transformed from 2D to 3D, and initially kept simple but also expressive. Jean was the most sophisticated character design and they wanted to replicate a digital look. They employed a multi-layer treatment to achieve that look rather than applying textures to the surface. Jean is composed of three layers, a smooth, translucent skin on top, an internal layer of light particles that can be adjusted to show different emotions, and an inner core made of voxels. His eye's iris doesn't look human, instead it has a pixelated digital texture. Each of those elements were employed to enhance the facial expressions and convey his feelings, and inspiration was taken from the silly symphonies of the 1930s. But the most incredible thing about the Emoji Movie isn't the finished product, but the huge amount of talent behind the scenes making it. Art director Ryan Carlson established a colour theory for the whole film and a colour script that served to orchestrate the colour and light in the movie. 
The color coding of the main characters enriches the storytelling and helps to simplify the complex visual structure. Yellow and gold tones for happiness, blues for anything related to jailbreak because it's her hair color, and also the cloud, the place that she thinks she belongs to, greens for tension and distress and the characters in the piracy app, reds for danger and the bots that are chasing the heroes. Their initial ideas for creating the world of Textopolis were more conventional, setting it in the real inner parts of the phone. They wanted to keep the real world and the digital separate, with characters moving in the deepest level of the phone, but in the software, not the hardware. Textopolis was inspired by Los Angeles, a beautiful and fun place to live full of colourful characters. At the same time, it's a flat and regular grid that seemingly extends out with no ending, except Textopolis has characters that look like emojis. Unsurprisingly, the reaction from the general cinema-going public to an emoji movie was overwhelmingly negative straight from the offset. So much so that an urban legend exists, whereby before the film even came out, a post on Tumblr announced the movie was cancelled due to the negative feedback from the trailer. People legitimately thought the post was being serious, and many people were glad that the movie had been cancelled, despite there being no official sources to back the claim up at the time. But not only did the team of Sony Animation get this movie made in super quick time, with product placement deals already in place, the release was moved up by one week. It had done deals with the big apps and made them part of the story, although arguably there's no reason why the characters should end up in Candy Crush or Just Dance or even Dropbox for that matter. It's not hard to see the clear inspiration in the Emoji Movie from other, slightly better animated movies like the Lego Movie and also Wreck-It Ralph and Inside Out, all of which are exponentially better movies and all of which I have done episodes on this podcast. The Lego Movie is episode 31, Inside Out is 188, a Wreck-It Ralph is 207. I genuinely, truly believe that the Emoji Movie is trying to say something about capitalism, identity, corporate greed, the negatives of internet culture, and the power of gamification. Like, it's trying, but it's failing, but spectacularly. One way it didn't fail, though, was commercially. On its $50 million budget, the Emoji Movie made $218 million internationally, $86 million of that domestically in the US. It made money, but it didn't really need to. The sponsorship and product placement deals will have made it so the movie was likely already in profit before it was even released. Not to mention the various tie-in deals for poop plushies and other merchandise. Sony promoted it in Cannes the day before the 2017 Cannes Film Festival, which went down like, well, poop. But this movie bombed, critically, with a review embargo for critics up to a few hours before the movie released on the 27th of July 2017. It currently sits at 6% of Rotten Tomatoes and it won four Razzie Awards for Worst Picture, Worst Director, Worst Screen Combo and Worst Screenplay, the first animated film to win in any of those categories. It also holds the record of shortest summary in Rotten Tomatoes history, just a stop emoji. There were rumours of the Emoji Movie 2, but they were quickly quashed. How could corporate cash grab justify a second movie? Well, so far, Sony Animation are on a high, and they know they are. So thankfully, they've realised their mistake and are putting the Emoji Movie 2 into production. Fingers crossed, we hope. The fact that this movie isn't completely heinous to look at is miraculous. The animation is bright and colourful. It does have a very simple story about acceptance in there. And there's so much talent behind the scenes that it's worth highlighting for that very reason. Every animation studio has peaks and troughs. 
It will always amaze me that the same studio that made The Mitchells versus The Machines and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse also made the Emoji Movie. But I'm glad they got that out of their system and can focus on the stuff that's thumbs up emoji. But really, when your main character completely describes this movie, you have to wonder, was that just a coincidence or a move of utter genius? Meh. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your continued support of this podcast for five years now. It's incredible that I've been doing this for five years. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the Emoji Movie. Have you seen the Emoji Movie? Do you think it's worth 6% on Rotten Tomatoes? Because I'm pretty certain, hand on heart, there will be people out there who absolutely love this movie. And if you love this movie, then that's great. You love what you love. If there is anyone out there who truly loves this movie, please get in touch with me. Let's talk about the Emoji Movie. You can find me at Verbal Diorama on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky and Letterboxd. Let's talk about the Emoji Movie. But if this episode hasn't put you off listening to the rest of Verbal Diorama, then that's great. But I would love it if you could get involved and help this podcast grow. Podcasts don't last five years without the support of listeners. And I'm so grateful to listeners for their support. You could tell your friends and family about this podcast. Maybe not this episode, but then about this podcast. And if you wish, you could also leave a rating or review wherever you found this episode. And if you like this episode on the Emoji Movie, may I please suggest you watch the following movies and listen to the following episodes on episode 31, The Lego Movie, episode 188, Inside Out, and episode 207, Wreck-It Ralph, because all of those movies do the same as the Emoji Movie, but exponentially better. Now, the next episode is the final birthday episode, and it's a movie you'll be forgiven for not knowing, because Disney have done their best to hide this from existence. Now, I've already done an episode on the Black Cauldron, which is what you might be thinking. But no, 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 it's not the Black Cauldron. This is a completely different movie to the Black Cauldron. But it's not a movie that Disney regularly talks about. And it's certainly not a movie that Disney fans regularly talk about. And that is a movie called Mars Needs Moms, a.k.a. How to Murder Good Mothers and Traumatize Children. And no, I'm not joking. That is the plot of this movie. And it's coming up for this fifth birthday extravaganza next. So let's get our gritted teeth emojis ready for the next episode, which is coming out tomorrow if you're listening on launch day. Tomorrow, I am doing an episode on Mars Needs Moms, which, spoiler alert, was a huge box office flop for Disney. Join me next episode to listen to the history and legacy of that movie. But mostly, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting this podcast. By listening to this podcast, you are supporting this podcast. I am so grateful for your ears. I'm so grateful to the amazing patrons of this podcast who have supported me from the very start of this podcast, basically released some of the financial burden of this podcast. And I'm so grateful to them. If you want to get in touch with me, you could get in touch on social media or you could email me verbaldiorama at gmail.com and you could go to my website verbaldiorama.com as well and you can also find my stuff at filmstories.co.uk too. And finally... I have some bad news, Gene, and I'm afraid you'll have the wrong reaction. Okay. I'm not letting you go to work today. Wait, what? You're just not ready, son. Come on! Working in the cube is an emoji's whole purpose in life. Everybody my age is working on the phone except for me. Oh, sweetie. That's not true. 
That's because I believe in you. Should we wash our hands? <laughs> no, no, no. We're, We're number two. two. Bye. Movie should know. Movie should know. Critical thinking.